Coming up, I'll tell you where quiet quitting came from and why are we even tolerating this nonsense. And then new news on Amazon and how they continue to treat their workers terribly. I'll fill you in next. Helping you win at work so that you win in life. In other words, I want you to go from exhausted by work to energized to work. So let's talk about quiet quitting. The term quiet quitting skyrocketed in the United States in July 2022 after TikTok posts from a 24-year-old engineer by the name of Zaid Khan. Now let's talk about what quiet quitting is. There's a lot of definitions out there, but it's a form of passive-aggressive protesting that normalizes doing the bare minimum. Now, it's being discussed as, well, I'm only going to do what is required of me and not another iota more, as if that's honorable. But what it really is, is doing the bare minimum and bare minimum thinking and bare minimum Working is average to below average. It is settling, and it will absolutely suck the soul out of your body. So why are young people in the United States adopting this mindset? The anti-work movement is another exploding movement in the dark corners of social media. These young people, and dare I say, people my age, middle age, They don't believe that going above and beyond has any return on investment. Why? They've seen their own family members come home exhausted, burned out, depleted, diminished, and they've watched what was the American dream become a nightmare. They don't feel the American dream is attainable. They don't feel that the American dream is all that great. Dare I say, a lot of these young people come from middle class or upper middle class or even upper class environments where their life is a freaking dream. So why why would they need anything else? For all of our country's ills, we're still the greatest country in the world. We're still the wealthiest country in the world. So why work hard? When everything has been given to you. That's what's going on. Why work hard when a desired future seems impossible? So quiet quitting is a way of protesting the system. Sticking it to the man. Your boss didn't have anything to do with your situation, but yet, because they represent authority, because you're angry, Because you're vengeful, we're going to stick it to the man and not do a good job. But see, this mindset didn't start with American young people. It's not even an American idea. A very similar movement rose up in China two years earlier called Tang Ping. In other words, lying flat. Lying flat was a protest movement that rose to prominence in China in April of 2021 when a post on social media titled lying flat is justice went viral the author was a 20 something chinese adult who had been jobless for two years the young man blogged about taking himself out of this rat race he was doing odd jobs anything he could do 
just to get by. He was foregoing relational goals like marriage and children because he didn't believe he could afford to do so. Some young adults in China have taken this a step further. And now, a new term out of China that I've talked about on this show, adult children. Instead of working odd jobs to get by, instead of forging their own path, they've now decided to just stay at home. And they work for their parents as housekeepers, caretakers, errand runners. And in some cases, they're actually paid money by their parents. In other cases, they get room and board. Why have they chosen this path? Well, a couple reasons. Number one, they don't like the idea of the stress of moving forward on their own professional journey. They don't want the culture of the Chinese workplace. So this has become a revolutionary movement, a protest, a resistance to the Chinese work culture. Lying flat is about saying, I'm not going to go into a world where I work 12-hour days from 9 to 9, six days a week. 996 is a very normal rhythm in China. Why? Because the Communist Party puts that authoritarian pressure on every member of their society. Why? China needs to be dominant. There is an unhealthy focus on work in China, and in America, an unhealthy focus on not working. So this trend came from China in what I believe is a legitimate protest to say, this is wrong. While human beings were created to work, we weren't created to work like that. And yet, here we are in the greatest country in the world where we have more freedom than any other country. And we've glorified average. We've glorified the bare minimum. We aren't facing communism in this country. What's our excuse? I'll tell you what it is. The excuse is, I'm soft because I've been handed everything in my life. I'm soft because I see great wealth in this country and I feel like I deserve it just because they have it. High unemployment and slow economic growth is now happening in China. Chinese college grads are posting pictures of themselves literally lying flat. A record 11.6 million people have just graduated from college and entered a workforce with very few openings. People are burning out. Chinese youth are facing a very uncertain future, and I think the Chinese economy is going to pay the price. What's their excuse? They've got an excuse. They aren't living a life that is worthy of living. What's our excuse, Americans? We have 7 million working men. Excuse me, 7 million working able men who aren't working. Why? Because our view of work has been so skewed and so broken that now we operate in a world where I don't want to work because I don't like the conditions. And because I don't like the conditions, I'm just not going to work at all because someone can support me. They can support me, so I'm just going to do it. 
And so what happens? We've got this gap in our economy where we have more and more jobs becoming available, less people willing to actually get out and work. And because less people are willing to work, we don't have options to fill it. Why do I bring all of this up? Because we aren't in an authoritarian society. We are in a free society here in the United States. Very, very different than what is happening in China. Those young people are fighting for their lives. American young people are angry because they want everything handed to them. When they want it, how they want it, where they want it. America isn't working. and We better figure it out quickly. Hey, if you're enjoying the show and you're watching us on YouTube, will you help us grow? You and only you can truly help us. Here's how you do it. You help us with those algorithms. You can like the video that you're watching. You can subscribe to the channel and you can share. And if you're listening via your favorite podcast app, give us a follow, a five-star review, and share as well. Okay, Amazon back in the news. Uh, This is a wired magazine article here this is a reputable magazine and uh, this is a fascinating i i i i i i'm gonna reveal this to you but 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 i it is mind-blowing to me that a company this big a company that has had a wild amount of success can literally attempt to shoot themselves in the foot over and over and over again and i've said on this show in a very popular video on this channel, why Amazon will fall. You can go check that out uh, in great depth. I'm not going to review that, but I will reiterate they will fall, and this is another example of why they will fall. Jennifer Crane is featured in this story. She's an outbound packer, which simply means order. I buy something right here on my computer, and it makes its way to the warehouse, and she is an outbound packer. She's putting my product into a box and sending it out. Now, the standard from Amazon is 37 seconds to assemble the box, retrieve the product, stuff it, seal it, slap on a tracking label, and then pick it up and put it on the conveyor belt. Well, she was lifting a case recently doing this very process, and she felt pain down her left arm, into her fingertips. She then went to the Amazon on-site first aid clinic known as AmCare, where the staff told her she had a small sprain, she'd be fine, and they gave her an ice pack. Well, the next morning, she got in her car to drive to work, and she couldn't grip the steering wheel with her left hand. Well, she goes into work anyway, and the clinic staffer again tells her, you need to go back to work, you'll be fine. This time, Crane pushed back, demanding to see a doctor. The doctor prescribed work restrictions. The AmCare staff then took the doctor's orders and put them in an Amazon software tool that digested the doctor's orders and then suggest a different job that was suitable based on the doctor's orders. Now, all this sounds brilliant, doesn't it? Wait for it. 
A company safety director wrote in 2019 in an email that has been uh, reported by Reveal that shifting injured employees into restricted roles could cut companies' workers' compensation costs. So Amazon has, any company does, workers' comp is an expense. It's a cost for the company. Okay. So this company safety director, are you catching the irony here? The company safety director at Amazon comes up with a nifty idea. Let's take people that are injured and let's put them in a role that the injury doesn't nag them as much. Nothing says safety like that. Thanks for looking out for me, Clyde. I don't know if the guy's name is Clyde. I don't know if it's a woman. Anyway, so this email probably turned into the process I just talked about. Poor Jennifer. Wait for the rest of the story, folks. It gets better, or should I say worse. So Jennifer goes to the doctor. The doctor gives Jennifer orders. Amazon puts the doctor's orders in the thing and comes up with some kind of algorithm that says, oh, you can go over and do this. So you ready for what this was? Instead of picking things up and placing it in a box and using her left arm and wrist, which is where the pain was, they gave her a job walking around the 855,000 square foot warehouse 10 hours a day with her throbbing left hand slung over her shoulder for relief. Now, if those of you watching me, she takes her left her left hand and somehow here she is with the right hand with the Swiffer and she's just got now let me tell you something I'm just doing this sitting in the studio I play a lot of pickleball and golf I'm in pretty decent shape I work out and this is a little irritating for me just trying to hold it here I got a little burn right here I'm not going to lie to you and I don't have an injury so she's walking around the warehouse with her arm over her shoulder just to try to relieve the throbbing pain There's more in this story. When she finally got an appointment for an MRI, guess what the MRI discovered? Jennifer had a torn ligament in her wrist. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I've never torn a ligament in my wrist, but I did tear a ligament in my left thumb. And you can't see it on the camera because the scar has now since begun to fade. But, uh, Nathan, you'll appreciate this. Playing Church League softball many, many years ago, slid into third base on what was a successful triple, I want to point out. But I went in so hard and fast that when I slid left side, you know, and my hand, I didn't get my hand up, and I jammed my thumb into the ground and just tore the thumb ligament. You just cannot imagine the pain. That's my thumb. So I, my point is I empathize with Jennifer. Now, i got to give the other side of the story here. Amazon spokesperson Maureen Lynch Vogel disputes this characterization that Amazon is trying to put injured people back in different roles. She says, any suggestion that we intentionally or systematically delay or discourage employees from seeking needed medical care is false. 
Well, again, you could you look at these statements and you look how that's worded, and it's got political speak all over it. Did you or did you not have a company safety director send an email out saying, let's do this? Did you or did you not put this woman back out on the floor with a Swiffer? Did you or did you not see her with her left hand over her shoulder? I was born at night, but I wasn't born last night. AmCare staff are not qualified to diagnose and treat injuries. They do follow protocols written for a do- written by a doctor, but they're not working under a physician's supervision. That's the equivalent of me trying to diagnose things because I slept at a Holiday Inn last night, or I guess Holiday Inn Express. I got I got, I got the brand wrong. It's nuts. I'm not a doctor. I played one in high school in a in a in a, in a play. Come on, what are we doing here? They're basically first aid trained. In the spring of 2022, a fulfillment center in Salt Lake City, Utah, this is an Amazon Salt Lake City, Utah location, was sending five to six employees to the workers' comp doctors every week. Now, there are the facts. Now I'm going to give you my opinion. Why do I tell you this stuff? Some of you probably think I hate Amazon. I don't. In fact, every time I talk about this stuff, I worry they're going to cancel my Prime account because I really like Jack Ryan. I like Jack Reacher. You know, I really do. We like the prime discount. I get stuff delivered to my house all the time. Why do I talk? Do I hate Amazon? No. But I am talking about the culture in this country that's getting worse and worse and worse. And the culture is that my leadership, my boss, the man doesn't care about me. And it's because of this kind of stuff. This is one of the largest companies in America, if not the largest company in America, the largest companies in the world. And their own memos from two years ago said they were running out of people to hire in locations. Why? Because they treat people like this. So I'm no organizational management genius, but I'll tell you this. If you're sending five to six people a week to the doctor, maybe we should look at how fast we're making people work and slow that down. Now, let me just tell you something. As a customer, I'm thrilled that you're getting my package Uh put together in 37 seconds but i'd be okay if it was 67 seconds i know that when i do stuff quickly around the house i get injured and my wife rolls her eyes at me she says slow down ken so maybe we should think about people over profit just a thought Justin joins us in Charlotte, North Carolina. Justin, you are on the Ken Coleman Show. How can I help? Hey, Ken, how are you? I'm living the dream. What are you doing? Hanging in here. I appreciate you taking my call. Of course. What's up? Okay, so just kind of give you a little backstory. I'm 34 years old. I have a wife and three kids. We're a single-income household. I took welding in high school because just to get out of class and um, out of high school, I, I took into the welding uh, career and been doing that ever since. I've been at the current job I'm at now for about eight years. I'm grossing about fifty five thousand a year, um, but I just feel like I'm un- unappreciated, um, not heard, and I feel like I'm just a number. 
Mm. Um, just to kind of give you a backstory, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I left the workplace in tears um, on a Thursday around one o'clock and then didn't come back till Monday. What but, happened? Well, some things happened. Um, I'm over a robotic welding division at work and um, some things happened with some of the welds. Uh, we kind of got chewed out about it. Um, and I tried to bring forth some kind of, um, uh, resolve to the issue. It was kind of brushed off and, um, there was some more chewing out and stuff like that. And then there were some things that happened that I felt like was done in secrecy. Um, and I kind of asked them about it and, uh, I was told it was my fault that we were in the shape that we're in and that they were just basically taking action, um, due to my error. Well, well, did you agree with this, or do you agree that you made an error? Um, no, just to kind of give you a backstory, the um, I have I, at the moment I had one employee, or you know that was under me. Uh-huh. Um, he shows up to work every day late, um, so I, I spoke with my supervisor, and he and I agreed that we were going to write him up um, for being late every day, and that he wasn't going to be get, receiving any further training on the robotic system. Okay. And he and I agreed with that. Um, and then the next day he went back on what he's on his word and said that I shouldn't have done that because I was running off. I was going to run off good help. Uh, you know, I explained to him, how is it good help if he doesn't show up on time every day? Um, and then this gentleman that the employee that's under me is now being sent to Chicago for training. Um, but was told not to tell me, um, and, and then when I asked about that, they said it was my fault because I should have already trained him. And, you know, I, I brought up the fact that we had agreed that I thought that we weren't going to train him until his attendance improved. And basically I was told that, um, had I had people trained, they wouldn't have to step in and send people to training. Yeah. So they ignored the fact that the, that the kid's showing up late every day. They completely exactly. ignored it. Yep. They said they didn't care. That was the, the, the owner's exact words. He didn't care unbelievable yep i'm i mean it's truly unbelievable why does anybody come in on time then uh well i didn't say it but that's what i was thinking well, what's so special about this kid i'm not sure um he told me that that was just the world we live in nowadays that it's kind of hard to find help and that you can't run, run off good help and all this I stuff. And see. I see. Okay, I see what's going on. Nothing special about this kid. Uh, th- this is fear-based leadership. Yep. And so on paper, when you first approached your supervisor, like, of course, write this guy up. But then they started, then then word got around or he changed his mind or he goes, what if this kid freaks out and gets his feelings hurt because he's, he's a young guy and, and these, young, these young kids don't like being confronted. How did the how did the employee how did your guy handle it when you wrote him up? He took it well, you know. I explained to him that he wasn't going to receive any training, um, and until he his attendance improved, and uh, you know that I understand things come up, and and you know you may be late every time every now and then, but every day was unacceptable. He agreed, and um, he was you know he was civil about it. He didn't seem upset. And was he we on time on the next day? day? Uh, no. So he's he wasn't even he he just sat there and he basically he didn't he the good news is he didn't get his feelings hurt he just basically ignored you yeah he doesn't care he doesn't care why would he he by the way he just got rewarded he's just been told yep. that he's going to get trained anyway so yep. you have zero authority over this kid anymore 
Yeah, I don't feel like I ever did. You didn't? Your leaders undercut you because they're scared. The owner yep. of this company is an absolute weakling. And see, this is what's wrong with culture, by the way, Justin. You got leaders that are afraid to lead because parents have been afraid to parent. So because he's not showing up on time, because his kid wasn't parented well, and that's exactly what happened. Right. And this kid's got no character. He never had to have a curfew. Never had to show up and do what he was told. And so now he doesn't do it. And so the leader, instead of allowing you to lead, or maybe the owner sits down with this kid and go, hey, you got a lot of potential. I want to send to Chicago and get trained. Right. You got to show me you could be on time. The next 10 days, you need to be on time. And here's what's going to happen. I'm going to lead you. I'm not going to let you quit. I say you don't want to do that. So what does he do? Your bonehead owner has now has now literally broken your will. Yes. Shattered your confidence, undermined you, and he's going to end up losing an even better worker than the stupid kid. So I want you to replace that job as soon as you can. You are a welder. You probably have a lot more skills. I don't know why you called me. I'm going to get to your question because we're doing a lot of background, but I'm going to tell you right now, you're not staying in that place. Because if you stay in that place, what's left of your soul will seep out of your body in the next 30 days. That's exactly how I feel. I know. I mean, I, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but, you know, I you're explained not. to the owner, um, you know, I, I've got perfect attendance for the past four years there. Right. You know, I, I try, you know, I feel like I bend over backwards to, you do. to do everything. That, hey, Justin. Yeah. They don't value you there. I agree. They value the wrong thing. So you know what? Screw them. Yeah, yep. I said it. They don't deserve you. Now, you stay there because I don't want you to lose a paycheck. But you immediately find you your number one job right now is to find another job. Is that why okay. you called? Yeah, because that's been my issue. I've I've been looking pretty um, regular for a while now, and everything seems to be lower pay and further away keep, from me. Well, keep looking. Don't you dare quit. You don't have an option. Right. You can't stay in this current environment and let your soul seep out of your body. Your, your mental, physical health is going to be affected. Your wife and kids will be affected. There is no option, so don't get discouraged. You live in a large metropolitan area, at least close to Charlotte, North Carolina. Don't tell me that there ain't a better pain welder job or a, or a similar pain welding job than you have right now. You have to change. You don't have an option. This is serious business. Your heart is wounded. Your soul is seeping out of your body. You don't have an option to go, well, Ken, I've been looking. I'm not being tough on you. I am I understand. I am coaching you right now. You feel me? Absolutely. You got too much to offer. You keep looking. Shake the relationship tree. Okay. Don't just I mean, apply. I'll... You got yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um start I've been doing, doing some freelance stuff, man. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. I've been doing some side work. Um, good. To, you know, carpenter work. I basically do anything that, I, that I can make good money on. Great. And I thought about just branching out and doing that. Why not? But don't do it until you have three months of your current salary stored away. Then I would say go for it. 
Okay. Because I don't want you to leave the situation and be scrambling. Right. But if you've got three months minimum of your current salary in the bank, that's not your it's not an emergency fund. This is a floating fund. And you do this with side hustles or anything else, and you keep busting your butt trying to get a good gig, use your relationships, say, Hey man, I, I'm 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 here, here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. I can do this, I can do this. And so what we do is is then then you leave. Okay. After you got three months to where you don't have to worry about sleep for three months. You feel me? Right. Because you're good. And we try not to even use that three months, right? But we got it. Right. If we need to, so we're not stressed. And it's going to set you free, brother. You got to get okay. free of these people. Yep. I wish I could do this. Dave Ramsey would never let me do it, and he shouldn't. But I wish I could call that boss right now on the phone and fire him. This is the Ken Coleman Show. Thanks for listening to The Ken Coleman Show. For more, you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.